Today is February 27th. The Pirates have played their first spring training game. Let's overreact to what we saw, and let's talk about our first impressions of the new rules and maybe some TV stuff. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? Hey man, how we doing? Dude, there's baseball on. Dude, there's baseball on. How exciting. Yeah. You know, it's been crazy here because it's been cold still, obviously. But like the sun's shining, the sky's blue. The sun beats into our windows. Uh, as you can tell, if you watch the episode on YouTube, um, if, you, if you watch us on YouTube, you see that my background is not completely dark black because the sun's <laughs> shining through, my blinds are open, and everything's great on that front. But like, I'll sit in my living room and I'm watching a baseball game and everybody in the crowd is wearing shorts and t-shirts. And then I look outside, the sun's beating in, and I'm like, it's gotta be warm out there. <laughs> it's not, it's not warm. It is down here. <laughs> oh, well, you're very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it was 80, 85 yesterday. Oh, 85. Like I think right it was now it's 80. 35 yesterday. So today it's supposed to get up to like 50. So all of us up here <laughs> are, I would say I'm jealous of 85. I'd like to see 85. I'd like to yeah, go you won't. You won't be jealous of me come like August. No. July and August. It's going to be like 100. Yeah. Hmm. And muggy. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. So we had the, our first spring training game uh, Saturday. Uh, that was exciting, and it was an opportunity. So I watched uh, – who do I watch on Friday? Because there was a couple games on. I watched a little bit of the one where Boston was playing a college team, but um, the real ones, though. Yeah. Um, the Blue who do Jays I, or something. Who did I watch? Blue? No, Blue Jays was us. Oh, I thought they had one the day before. Oh, you know what? They did have one the day before, but who the heck played the game Friday? Now, are you kidding me? I'm going to do this and just totally blank out. I, Whoever I, I watched, San Diego and somebody. TV, so. No, it was on MLB TV, right? It was San Diego yeah. and whoever the heck they were playing. Like I don't know why I can't remember. Um, but either way, I watched that game. Um we're going to get into the our first impressions of the new rules pitch timer I think is probably the hot hot topic right it's yeah. really funny I think that uh the shift stuff to me was a fre- uh, was a breath of fresh air I saw yeah. Manny Machado at first base Juan Soto who I looked it up he faced the shift about 60% of the time with a guy on first base um when you look at the the little heat chart of guys on I, maybe it was 60% of the time all the time but when you looked at the heat chart of where guys were, there was a giant red blob with a guy on first right where he hit the ball. And instead it trickled into center field and Manny Machado went to third base. And I was like, that feels normal. Yeah. And so I was excited to see that. I thought it was refreshing. It was like, hey, now you can get base hits up the middle again, which is what you've been supposed to like. That's what you've that's what you've done for years, mm-hmm. for a hundred years. You get a base hit up the middle, right? And we've taken that away in the last five to ten really the last five years like really taking it away right 
Right. Not just sometimes. But even with a guy on first, the shortstop's over there. You know what I mean? There is no double play depth didn't take the shift away. Right. So I thought it was good. Um, I saw a few balls that went uh, maybe through, um, like between third and short, that would have been plays because the second baseman would have been further over and the shortstop could have went to the hole. Oh. There was a uh, there was a fly ball that the second baseman probably would have caught last year. Um, it was in our it was in our game. I can't remember who hit it. Somebody for the Blue Jays. Yeah, and they went it dropped back in. And, yeah, it dropped in, and, and you know our second baseman probably makes that catch last year. Yeah, and I saw another one that was just like a a long fly ball or not a long fly ball, a high fly ball that the outfielder just couldn't get to, and it was like yeah, but the second baseman may have been camping under that, but I can't remember if it was like a righty or a lefty up. But that's yeah. a good point to even think about stuff like that, where they had plenty of time to get there, but they just didn't get there. And a second baseman mm -hmm. probably would have gotten there pretty easily if he was out there. So, yeah, I, I, you know, some of that stuff. Well, we'll get into more of that. So that's, you know, we'll get into more of our, our first impressions. And then we'll get into our first impressions and maybe some overreactions. We'll have a little bit of fun overreacting to some things um, as far as like Pirates players and how they did outside of rules, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, we're going to try to, I think we speak for a lot of people when we say that this TV regional sports network stuff is pretty confusing. There's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of things we don't know. And so I think we're going to just try to, I, I think it's, you know, we want to address it. And so we're going to, we're going to try to just, you know, at least have some sort of conversation, maybe ask more questions than give answers for sure, <laughs> but we're yeah. going to, we're going to give it a shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's basically, that's the big thing. I, I think, you know, getting your guys's opinions on these new rules, I think is something I'm very interested in. And I've seen a bunch of them on Twitter already, even if they weren't directed towards us. Um, you know, I'd like to hear maybe if there's something that we say that maybe triggers something in, in, in your thoughts where you might say, Hey, I heard you guys said this, you know, maybe think of it a different way. Uh, you know, we're obviously welcome to that. Um, or that's my biggest frustration with it, or that's my favorite thing about it. Let us know. So let's go ahead and get going, man. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about first impressions of the rules, and you can start wherever you want on this. So we've got we've got shifts, which we've kind of just said a, a few of these. We've kind of did the over overview there. The shifts, the pitch timer, and all the things that go around that, because I think that's the most confusing. Yeah. Because a lot of things go to that. The bigger bases... Um, obviously we're not going to see position player pitching stuff happen in spring training. They'll just stop the game. <laughs> um, and then, uh, what's the last one? Oh, ghost runner. You're not going to see that either. Cause they'll just leave it at a tie. They're not going to mess around with that stuff in spring training either. So, and those are things that we've seen already. I mean, the position player pitching is more like you can't, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the old rule where, um, where a, a relief pitcher, not the old rule, the old, the, the latest, one of the newer rules where a relief pitcher has to face three guys. Yeah. That's one of those things where you're like, yeah, I mean, that's just a, like, that's not a gameplay real, like a really a gameplay. It's more like a manager. So that's the position players pitching thing, right? Mm -hmm. There's not much there. So anyway, um, where do you want to start? You want to start with shifts, the bases? Let's start with, can I start with the bases just because... Yeah, I feel like that conversation lasts two seconds until you stretch it out into a five-minute conversation. <laughs> Go ahead. You got anything on the bigger bases? I mean, they were they were 
So you made a comment to me mm. when we were first starting to watch. I will make that comment. You yeah, no, you're right. I'll comment. Go just, ahead. just so it's my thing, just so I have something to say on this that's maybe <laughs> productive to the conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like I, my first thought was, when you watch the game, you're not looking at two bases side by side. You're probably not going to notice it that much. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, you certainly do. You know, they look it. enormous. So, also one of the things I saw was they're not thinner, they're not smaller. Like I thought, like with that, well, they're bigger, but they're also flatter. They're not. They're the same height. They're, but they're not tapered. They're, well, they less are taper. It's, well, they're because le- it has to go further to it. Well, and they were talking about it on AT and T Sports that they said it was thinner. Uh, according to, they said it, it looks more like a pizza box. Oh, hundred. That's what everybody's saying. It, the, Rob, you know, the players Rob, are calling yeah. it pizza boxes. So, yeah. and that's what it looks like. And so like the, because the grade is different, but they said the height of the base is the same as it used to be. It just mm. looks different because it's, you know, it's got three or three inches further to go. Yeah. So anyway, so the, yeah. I, I definitely noticed it. That's, that was my, that said, that was my thing to yeah, you. I thought huge. that if I didn't see them side by side, I didn't think it was going to make that big of a difference. And it certainly did. Like I noticed yeah. it. Now yeah. I'll say this, you watch it for a while and you're not going to anymore. Like, for me, if baseball would have been invented with 18-inch bases, like it just it just would have been playing with 18-inch bases. Yeah, but it wasn't. Well, no. Well, right. So I'm saying that's the only reason <laughs> we have it. a comment on how big they are, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. all. I think that's the only reason we have a comment on it. But I think that it's still if it was invented with bases this size, then this is just what it would have been and it wouldn't have looked weird to me if we've always yeah. been playing with that. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting on on the broadcast the other day when they were talking about home to first. I never actually realized that they measured to the back corner of the base for 90 feet. I always thought it was like center, center cut. Yeah, it's to that back. So that's that, back that was one so of the biggest three things. Inches. Yeah. yeah, it's three inches closer to home plate. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest things to me that they were talking about is those infield singles. Like you're going to be able those bang, bang plays. You're, you're going to win now. And so that yeah. was one of the speed aspects that they were saying that I actually bought into. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean. That's that. Uh, that's pretty much it with the bigger bases. I mean, in in our game, we didn't see very many stolen bases, but I, you know, it's super early too. You're not gonna it, run in spring training and get hurt. Yeah, I mean, some people are gonna test it because they're gonna say, "Let's find out if there's a real advantage here." Because I think the verdict's still out on that. We don't have the data on that. The data says that so far, stolen base attempts have not increased when they've been doing this. So. I still think that maybe we'll never know because I think the pickoff rules are what's going to increase stolen bases because I don't think they're going to be throwing as many pickoffs. Um, catchers are going to have to get real good at that back pick. Yeah. Because that's going to be the way that you hold runners on right now. Yeah. I think that's a huge advantage to anybody who throws that back pick often. Contreras. Yeah. So, But I'm saying, like, if you think about that, when you're talking about, like, a left-handed batter up, mm-hmm. that's going to change. I'm going to run a little bit more when there's a lefty up to bat. Yeah, I used to say, you know, you know, if I ever got to second base on my own merit, um, <laughs> I, I used to say that if if there was a left-handed pitcher on the mound and a right-handed pitcher batting, you could never throw me out at third base. I was safe every time. I'd take that base every time, and I wonder if there's going to be right-hander on the mound with a left-hander up because of the back pick being taken away and you can't throw pickoffs, if that will increase 
the amount of times that some of these speedy guys take second. And I don't know. But with a righty up, cause that back pick is very much in play. You cannot cheat. Right. You know, right. uh, and and maybe that's something where if you take your secondary lead and, and you think he's going to snap it off to first, I'm taking off for second. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So using the the old delay steal more often. Maybe, yeah, yeah. That is that's that's interesting. I don't know, mm-hmm. but whether or not big bases play into that is is still going to be it's still going to be interesting to me. I, I don't know. I, I really wish they would have rolled these things out incrementally. So that we could have gotten real data, yeah, on which one of them actually makes a bigger difference. Um, so where are we going to go next? Uh, let's just stick to the shift. We've already talked about it a little bit. So, yeah, I mentioned the refreshing base hit up the middle. Uh, a couple holes. I saw more going through the five and a half hole than I did between first and second. Um, mm-hmm. But that could have just been coincidence. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw an increase, and maybe this is a bridge of both of them. I saw an increase of first pitch swings like I didn't think I was going to see. There was a lot of aggressive pitching. The games Friday, um, there was you know word about how long they were, and we'll get into that. And I saw one person say, I understand you guys are saying the game is shorter, but like there was only 68 pitches on one side of the ball on one side of the ball and like 80 on the other or something like that. A lot less pitches were thrown. Yeah. So could that have been the reason? And if that was, was it because hitters were actually aggressive? So I guess the reason I bring that up is, do you think they're being aggressive because of the shift? Yeah. I mean, you got to think if you got the shift on there and the first pitch is on the inner half, you're probably just going to take it because the only thing you're going to do to it is hit it into the shift and wait and see if he makes a, a, a mistake out over the plate that you can kind of, I don't want to say pinpoint where you want it, but you have a little bit more control of where you can hit that ball. Yeah. Or, you, you know, you guarantee you can lift. Yeah. You know, yeah. something like that. Like, oh, I'd rather get something I can lift instead of... You'll be looking for less mistakes and just going and hitting pitches that you like. Yeah, if you're looking for a fastball and he throws you a fastball, you're going to... It's going to be baseball the way it was, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's the biggest thing for me. And I, I talked about this last week, and I really saw that play out. Like, base hit up the middle is a base hit up the middle. Yeah. A little like a little flare over second base is still a little flare over second base. And you get it's on part of the game. And I yeah. I thought I, that was I thought that was big. Yeah. I liked it. I I thought the like you didn't have a bunch of moving parts out there all through the inning and I I just I liked the way it played out without without the shift. Yeah, I think that we're going to this is going to hybrid, you know what I mean, like maybe as we are still talking about the shift right now. It's kind of, um, you know, we're saving this pitch clock thing for last, and I, I don't care. Let's just go ahead and jump into it, and we can still, at this point, maybe comment on the others at the same time. But the biggest thing for me was the pitch timer, and there was a couple things about it um, that I saw. So the game I watched on Friday, and I can't remember what pitcher it was, and I even told you who it was, and I still can't think of who it was. The guy was extremely rushed. Oh, it was Robbie Ray. It was Seattle. Oh, okay. Robbie Ray looked like he could not have thrown it any sooner than he did. And when he came off the mound after that inning, his second inning, he only pitched two innings, obviously. 
after his second inning, he came off the mound. He was like, he was exhausted. And I think that there's, there's some conditioning aspect there, right? Absolutely. And Robbie Ray is a guy who goes out there and he yells when he throws the ball, right? We're going to see that when Rich Hill throws his first game for us. We're going <laughs> to, well, I'm sorry. We're going to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But Robbie Ray's the same way. He, he can give you a big grunt. But I also think that maybe that grunt increased because he was like physically rushed. He was not in a good rhythm. He's got some work to do. Mm-hmm. But when I watched that and I watched Nick, as uh, uh, it Nick uh, Martinez? Is that his name? Uh, a reliever? Well, he's a starter. He was he pitched a lot of out of relief last year, swingman relief. Okay. Guy. But he's a starter now. He seemed to do a better job, but definitely looked like like some of his motions were in fast forward. Like taking the rubber, he was moving really quick to do it, to get into position. And then, okay, uh, okay, I'm in, I'm in position now. And then he would come back. And that's what I noticed. Um, whoever it was pitching against the Pirates, I noticed he rushed, rushed, rushed. But then once he got into his set, he would set and he would hold it and he would wait. And he would say, I'm in position. I, I got my eyes on the clock. I know where I'm at. And he would throw every pitch with like two seconds, one second left. He was really. And then you watch Mitch Keller. He's throwing pitches with 10 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, he and, was in a groove. But the thing is, is he didn't look rushed. Right. At all. He looked at one point. He even like fixed a hole that he was landing in and still threw the pitch with five seconds left. And I thought his pace is quicker in general, he has a simple, put my toe on the rubber, get my sign, come set. Everything was a really good rhythm. He didn't feel rushed. The pace didn't feel too fast. Mm-hmm. But these guys that have to hurry and like run to the mound in a way, that made it feel like really rushed. And I'm sorry, I got to say on that. When I watched Mitch Keller, I was like, this is what baseball felt like before all this. Before mm-hmm. Nomar Garcia Para, and I, I know I use him, but it's been a, you know, it's not just him. No, it's not. But it's, he it's, was a big one. He was a big one because of all the things that he did, right? But these mm-hmm. guys that take these big long walks, right? When mm-hmm. Mitch Keller was pitching, I felt like this is this feels normal. And then as soon as it's the other guy, it didn't. It felt like he was hurrying. Yeah. And then I felt like the game was moving too quick. Is that weird? I mean. No, I mean you know body language kind of set body that language for me. goes a long way. Yeah, outside of Mitch Keller, I thought Harleen Garcia looked like he was rushed too. I thought he had trouble with it. Contreras got an automatic ball. He got one. Um, yeah, and he seemed to like look comfortable and for the most part did it. But one time it caught up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, my initial, my first impressions, and I remember talking about this with. With Katie, I was like, I want to remember my first impressions. My first impression of the pitch clock was, I think they were too aggressive with it. I think you could have done 20 seconds across the board, mm-hmm. and it would have still been fine. Yeah. And and I just think 20 seconds across the board, and maybe what you do with that with that hitter piece of it, if you're unfamiliar, the, pitch, the hitter has to be alert and looking at the pitcher, alert to the pitcher by the eight-second mark. And if not, it's an automatic strike. I think it should just be, let's just keep it the same rules. I think it should be at eight seconds, the pitcher can throw the ball whether you're ready or not. Yeah. Just let him throw it. Yep. Doesn't matter if you're looking at him or not, he can throw the pitch. That way, 
you're not doing a timeout automatic anything. Right. If you're not ready, that's on you. He's allowed to throw it. Yep. I agree with that. So if I'm the umpire and I'm going like this and I see he's ready, you can go. And then it's on you. Mm-hmm. At eight seconds, I'm pointing to you. You can go. I don't care what. I don't care if the hitter's ready or not. But you know what was interesting is, was that in the Pirates game? The catcher wasn't ready? I I I didn't see that one, so. Okay. So I don't know if that was in the Pirates game or if that was the other game I watched. At nine seconds, the catcher has to be ready. And there was one time where umpire says, boom, points to the catcher, and he says, ball. Because the catcher was, it was the first pitch, right? So it was the 30 second yeah. mark, whatever. It was that nine second mark or whatever. And the catcher must not have had his mask on or something. Maybe he had his glove off. I have no idea what <laughs> they said. Yeah, he, ha- it, he has to be in the catcher's box, is one of them. So maybe he was out of the catcher's box. Whatever it was, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't either. And so that's another one that's kind of weird. Um, there's a lot of weird. A lot These of umpires weird. have their work cut out for them. They do. And there, I saw some of the discretion stuff, foul ball, ball goes trickling out onto the field. Pitcher gets the ball, but they can't start the clock yet. The umpire will give them a little hold up. Once that ball gets picked up by the ball boy, he gets off the field. Right fielder gets back into his position. He can kind of give a little, he does like a little uh, hand gesture that you can means you can start the clock. Yeah. So there is a little bit of that where I saw one of the the uh, the ball hit off the catcher and rolls out in front, and the hitter went and got the ball. Yeah. And I, and the the umpire had his hand up like oh, we're not starting this yet, you know. Then did the hand gesture once once he was back in like somewhat near the batter's box. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely different. There are pieces of it that I'm like, yeah, man, this is good. Like I said. Yeah. And then there and my, are pieces. My first impression. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my first impression of it was this is going to be great if the pitcher can get into a rhythm, and like Mitch Keller, I think this is going to be great for him. He's not going to like. There were times when he would step off the back of the rubber and he'd look completely like completely lost, like ghost faced almost, like what in the world? But no, nah, just get the ball, toe the rubber, let's go to work. And that starts to go and you start to get in a rhythm and you get in a groove and you're getting hitters out and you keep getting hitters out and it just kind of goes. Less time to overthink things, maybe. Right. On the other hand, the other side of it, and and you kind of saw this a little bit, I think, with with Bednar. Okay. He kind of, he hung a slider, gets gets it roped, whatever, gets back up and it's like, you have to, as a pitcher, mentally be able to reset to go get the next hitter out. You give up a base hit, you got to mentally reset to get the next hitter. And you got 30 seconds in between hitters, but still, you're not able, you make a bad pitch. Yeah. And that, then, then there's another one, and then there's another yeah. one. And then, and, and so they could snowball quickly too as right. a pitcher. You, you don't have that luxury of just taking that step off and taking the deep breath, regaining your composure and going forward. You yeah. just got to get it, get it and go. Yeah, and for some of the guys, I think that's going to help them. And for others, you know, you have to be able to close that door even quicker and not dwell on it. You've got yeah, to move on. Yeah, and I'm not worried about Bednar's performance. We'll talk yeah. about that later. But um, it, it's just the fact that, that that's the kind of stuff that can happen. Yeah. You know, you're it's, it's, it's going to be even more of a momentum game now than it was before because yeah. of the pace. And the thing about that is, is, um, you know, we'd kind of mentioned this too. I think when when it's gonna be a tight moment, 
it's not going to feel as uh, it's not going to feel as tense because you're not going to have the opportunity for it to. It's going to yeah, go by so quickly that the the drama of it, which doesn't need to exist in the in the third inning, but the eighth or ninth inning in a big moment, man, when you're sweating bullets on the mound, like I'm okay with you taking a couple extra seconds there. For a hitter yeah. who just fouled off a pitch that he really likes and he steps out of the box and he just wants to take a deep breath and look at the barrel of his bat and get focused because this is a big moment, you've you've eliminated those. The game, I will say this. I will consider, because this was a frustration of mine, the guys that took too long on the mound, the guys that took too long at the plate, I didn't like that. It took too long. Get in the box and hit. Mm-hmm. Or where are you going? That's the biggest thing. When they start walking clear out to the grass or a pitcher gets a strikeout and he's way out in the middle of the infield, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, where are you going? He's strutting his stuff, dude. And and so what that does, and maybe that's part of, maybe that's the old head coming out of me saying like, dude, this ain't about you. It's about your team. You know what I mean? Um, and I get that. There's still got to be a little bit of that. <clears throat> I don't mind the individuality and the excitement of, you know, a player feeling good about himself. Like, I don't mind that. Um, but at the same time, it was it got out of hand. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, when things get out of hand, you have to take measures to reel it in. Yeah. I just wonder if they didn't go too far again. If, if 20 seconds could have just done it for me. Yeah. And and I think I also to 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 piggyback on what you were saying about the ninth inning, and I, I think they could even add seconds just in the ninth inning. They could do that. Eighth and ninth yeah. inning, maybe. You got 20 seconds the whole game, and then in the ninth inning or eighth and ninth inning, you get 25. Or even if, like, like what to, to your point, though, let's say you keep it the way it is, but in the eighth and ninth inning, eighth inning and beyond, it's yeah, 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah. It's 20 seconds across the board. Doesn't matter if there's a runner on or not. It's 20 seconds. I mean, that to me would be acceptable. Yeah. 20 seconds is not going to be, and I understand, like, dude, 25 seconds would have sped this game up. Mm-hmm. It really would have. I mean, these guys were taking a long time. Yeah. That's a play clock in college football, right? 25 seconds, 35 seconds. What is it? NFL, it's 40. NFL, it's 40. I'm not, I, I guess I don't really pay that close attention to what it sets in college. I don't remember. And I watch college football. Maybe all the time. after a timeout, it's 25 seconds uh, in the NFL or yeah. something like that. Either way, you got, you know, I think about the NFL when I think about this stuff because you know this is where this is coming from. Absolutely. Because the NFL and right a- now is the, like the epitome of watching sports football is perfect for it because you only have one opportunity a week mm-hmm. and sure it's real easy to get i said this i said this last night i was you know i was just talking through some things with katie about the you know what we were thinking about it and i and i said and we'll go ahead and get dive right into this because you and i both have a problem with this is the number of people who were saying look at the average game time of these games this week and most of them were two hours and 30 minutes. And I kept saying like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought this wasn't about game time. This was right. about pace, not game time. This was not about game time. This was about pace. Because you have no problem sitting down and watching a three hour and seven minute, which is the average, I think, of an NFL game. Or no, maybe it was three hours and three and the MLB game was three seven. If you got no problem watching three hours of the NFL as a football fan, And why do you have a problem watching three hours of MLB as a baseball fan? And Katie said, well, you watch an MLB game every day. That's a good point. (laughs) 
<laughs> you only have one game a week in football and that makes a big difference, right? And so I do get it a little bit, but I think for me, somebody who loves baseball, I kind of feel ripped off. <laughs> you know what I mean? I kind of feel like, where'd my extra 25 minutes go? Yeah, I, 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 I tend to not think of that. I agree with you that it's not the game time that we're just trying to do the pace of play. Yeah. But we're still getting 20, you know, 27 outs on each side. Like it's right. still the same amount of still baseball. Still the same amount of baseball. In a shorter amount of time. Yeah. But it's it's not even about that shorter amount of time. It's just just move it along. The extra antics aren't necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And I, I know that there is um there is umpire discretion. He can hold up the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I, did, I don't think that's going to happen just in big moments. You know what I mean? He's not going to do that for big moments. He's going to keep the game moving and it's going to feel less important. I think, um, uh, maybe you lose a couple heroic moments in that. And if that happens, then I think you've made a sacrifice that is less appealing to a certain extent. Not that I think that you shouldn't have done this. I just maybe the extension of it. You yeah. know what I mean? But, but yeah, the two hours and 30 minutes, I mean, everybody went on after that on and on and on. And I thought this wasn't supposed to be about that. So you either lied to us the whole time and it is about that or well, whatever, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's just, I think it's interesting that that's what we're talking about. And even, and, and maybe a lot of it is these people that are sharing it think thought the whole time that that's what it was about. Oh, I'm sure. But it's not about that. It's about pace of play it's about mm-hmm. action to action and I, it, another good point that uh that katie brought up to me this is interesting i didn't realize that i'd talked this much about the conversation that me and her had um she said a 2-2 pitch that gets fouled off is a big pitch for you but for an average fan who's watching a friday night baseball game they have to now wait until something happens where you said something did just happen because now i think Oh, that pitch didn't work. What are you going to go to now? And they're just like, oh, you didn't hit that one in play. Where I got to wait for another pitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so there's a difference in who's watching the game, you know? And, you know, you could make that argument. Well, who are you appealing to? Your fans or people that you want to be fans? What if they don't become fans? <laughs> that, w- right. It was all this for not. And I think that's not it. I think it's there for, for everyone. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. You got anything else? Yeah, not uh, not really. I think I've said everything I need to say about the pitch clock. I thought it was wild that they let or that the uh, Braves was that Braves in uh, Boston. Yeah, bases bases loaded, three two count, and the hitter wasn't ready at eight seconds. They called strike three to end the game. That's crazy. So, um, did you see Trevor um, Trevor Williams tweet? Yeah, where he. He tweeted this out early January, 3-2 count, bottom of the ninth, and he said there's going to be a pitch infraction that's going to be a strike three mm-hmm. to end the game. And he just he shared that and tweeted, I'm from the future. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. That's funny. <coughs> that's pretty good. Um, so, you know, before we wrap up the rules things, this goes to all the rules, but uh, mostly the pitch count, mostly the pitch timer. I mean, the pitch clock. It's funny. They, the MLB has ruled it like they've worded it pitch timer, but I have not heard. I, I kind of trained myself to say pitch timer. And now like everybody's still saying pitch clock. So 
Yeah, that's what it is. Maybe I should just keep saying pitch clock. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. But um, either way, it's this is going to take some time. And I do believe they will make adjustments. Maybe yeah. one of those adjustments will be moving everything to 20 seconds. I highly doubt that. But they're going to make adjustments. We're going to make adjustments to the way that we watch the game. Um, so these are our first impressions. You know what I mean? Uh, it's yeah. going to be fun to watch this play out and to see. Um, I, w- I just want to know what my first impression was because I, at the end of the year, I want to think about, <coughs> excuse me, I want to think <laughs> about how I felt on day one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see. There still isn't very many things. There was a there was somebody for the Red Sox to close us out who did say, I used the pitch clock all year last year in AAA, 150 games. I saw maybe 10 infractions. It never felt rushed. And he said, I, I think the whole game felt extremely rushed today. I don't know if that's a conspiracy or if he's saying <laughs> the moment is too big for these times or what yeah. he's saying or if he thinks the clock are actually moving faster. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's interesting. Maybe something to keep following up with. Um, let's take a break so I can get some more to drink here and stop coughing and then uh, we'll come back and talk about some of this TV stuff and and kind of wrap things up here. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Audio podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Video podcast available on YouTube. Follow us on the socials and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, take a couple minutes for a review. We'll be right back. And we're back here on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. So let's let's talk. So we, we want to talk more about the players that we saw. Obviously, that's, you know, the biggest thing here. Um, well, I think the rules this week were probably the biggest thing. One game, yeah. right? Um, right. But before we do, let's just let's take a couple minutes on this TV stuff. Because there's been some things, uh, you know, a couple people have talked to Bob Nutting specifically about it. And he's acts very confident that it's not going to affect anything throughout this week. I got really nervous that we were going to like miss half a season or something. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a little less impact on someone like me. Let's actually compare me versus you. I have MLB TV. Mm -hmm. You currently, you don't No. If they just say we're turning off the blackout thing, you can watch them. Cool. I can watch them. Now, technically you could get MLB TV and just watch them. Right. Because you're no longer in, uh, in network. Except you've got some weird thing going on that maybe we shouldn't talk about on a public podcast. <laughs> Why in the but, world but, you're but getting my, away with this? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's yeah, we'll just leave that. <laughs> it's nothing it's camera. nothing that Jake's doing intentionally illegal, let's say that. <laughs> just lucking out, that's all. Yeah. Um so anyway, were you, were you gonna say something on top of that? No. Okay. Well, no, I thought you yeah, were with, the, oh, with okay. the blackouts. I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, my wife's a Braves fan, so I mean, where we are, it, it would have worked for her. Well, except she's not part of that. of that, right? But she's not part of the same networks. It, are or, they? Ba- they're discussing. not Bally, are they? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what they are. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They I are Bally. Look it up. So yeah. I don't know what the deal with Bally is. I've been mostly paying attention to like what AT and saying, where they're like, right? Hey, you can use our stuff, but we're basically bailing. Yeah. Um, we're, they just basically have said, we don't want to do this anymore. You're on your own. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? But I thought it was really interesting hearing Bob Nutting say the things about, uh, we've, we've been talking with them for about 18 months. And for the last year, we have already been working on a contingency plan. 
I, that surprised cool. me. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like maybe something between them and, and the penguins and, and the penguins that they're working something out. Could you imagine Pittsburgh having their own, like just saying like, this is our deal. Yeah. Now they're going to have to have some kind of like, I would think they'd have to have some kind of ownership in there because there's not very many that have a hundred percent. You know right. what I mean? Like right. it's, but they team up with another team. And so like, Oh, we own 50, they own 50 or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and with then, the penguins being owned by the Fenway group, you know, they yeah. have their own in, in New England, so maybe it would be like a partnership with them, and we, you know, or at least they know how to do it, right? You right. know what I mean. So there's certainly there's certainly some ties and in, in some in some ways. I don't know, man. I I, I kind of I made a joke earlier this week that was like it's gonna end up showing they're gonna end up showing pirates on PBS with phonathons and everything. <laughs> WQED, <laughs> welcome to the Buccos. <laughs> Using all of AT and T Sportsnet like employees and cameras, and I wonder if they'd hire remote phone callers. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up! Oh my gosh, imagine! Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, it seems like it's a little less stressful, except for the fact that like when I heard the nutting stuff, it kind of perked my um, uh, whatever you want to say. Not my interest, but like it kind of like said, oh, okay, maybe a little bit more of a relief. Yeah. Because it did look like the option was going to be MLB Network or you don't watch. Or I'm sorry, MLB TV or you don't watch. And we've had some discussions, uh, you know, uh, on Twitter with some of you guys where it's like, my parents won't do that. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said, my dad's got a smart TV, and if I try to tell him anything about it, he tells me to stop, that he wants nothing to do with it. And it's like, your most loyal fan base for MLB is an older generation. Mm -hmm. And if you tell them they can't watch the games, now, you're not telling them, right? MLB's right. stepping in and doing their best, I feel like. What else are they going to do? Right. They're saying, I'm going to turn off blackouts and let everybody watch it. Unfortunately, you're doing that for people who pay. I think right now the single game package is $130 a year, which really is not that much. When you say across the a year. Single team. Single team. What I say? Game. Yeah, single team. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, single team is like 130 Now, if you want everybody, it's 150 But even with that single team, like you're still getting all the at-bat features, all the minor league games, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, there's a lot there that may not be interesting to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I thought it was important. Manfred came out and said, MLB TV should be something where you go on the website, you pick exactly what you want, and you get that. If all you want is Pittsburgh Pirates games, there should be a price for you. Not minor league games, not the at-bat app stuff because I don't use a smartphone. I just want to watch pirate games. Right. That should be available. Maybe MLB works something out with, if you're familiar with uh, like Dish Network. When I had Dish Network years ago, they had MLB Extra Innings. Now, I don't know if that's available on DirecTV or whatever. Do you know if that's a DirecTV thing? You had DirecTV I, back in the day. Yeah, I, th I think you could. Okay, so with MLB Extra Innings, it's at least part of your bill. It mm -hmm. just goes into your, like if you have Dish or if you have Satellite, right, then you go to a channel and you watch baseball games because I am subscribed to MLB Extra Innings, which is essentially MLB TV, 
but I get there on my cable plan or my, I considered satellite TV as cable. I know that's not technically right. Um, but to me, it's the same in the way that like cable and satellite is you get a mega plan, you pay $200 and you get all these channels that you don't care about. And yeah. then what we're trying to do is get into a little more of a streaming thing, which is not working by the way. YouTube TV and Fubo and Hulu, they keep adding new things that you don't want and then they raise your bill. Yeah. So it's still, we're not in the a la carte phase, but I don't know that you can get there. I, 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 I don't know. Anyway, we're, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting to me, the, uh, hopefully, that no matter what happens, blackouts just get turned off and you're just done with it. To be honest with you, I may ditch Fubo if that happens. Because for whatever reason, where I live, I'm in market for the Pirates, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I, I'm blacked out on MLB TV for Pirates games. But yet, none of my local cable channels carry AT&T Sports. Yeah, Dish Network, sense. DirecTV, they were like, nah, we're not going to offer that there. We're in market. Why not? Nah, we're not going to. So, Hulu doesn't have it. YouTube TV doesn't. But when I went to Fubo, they're like, yeah, we got it. Okay, cool. And I think DirecTV Stream has it, right? Yep. Oh, that's what you have. So I could yep. have got DirecTV Stream and I could have had it. Um, but for whatever reason, those are the only two. I'm on Fubo right now. And if I could get blackouts turned off, MLB TV just added pregame and postgame to their plan. So that was what I was missing with MLB TV. I would just, if you turn blackouts off, man, I'm I'm going to save some money. Yeah. And I, because I, I don't, when these things are turn off, turn on kind of things. When the playoff right. comes, I just subscribe for the playoffs. When football comes around, I'll subscribe for the football season. But during baseball season, oh. now I guess that depends on if like MLB Network is going to be available on MLB TV. Yeah. If that's the case, then maybe it's for sure. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> I'm saving the money because they just up to a hundred bucks because because of Bally. Yeah. We got Bally back, but we have to raise everybody's bill. And I'm like, dang it, I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I got my regional sports channel. So I don't know. Um, a lot of things on the line, a lot of things interesting. And I know that like I just rambled on for a bunch. Jake told me right before we hit play, by the way, there's not much to say. <laughs> it's a bunch <laughs> of stuff I don't understand. So it to be fair, I, I didn't give you very much space, but you said you didn't have anything to say to begin with. Yeah, it's just it, it'll be interesting to see it unfold. That's all. I mean, just kind of be patient in there. That, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Bob Nutting has said you we will still be able to watch it, so I'll trust that. Yeah, we'll just see how it goes, and hopefully, whatever they do, it's accessible because mm -hmm. that is the big thing with baseball right now. Even more than pitch clocks is accessibility. All right, mm -hmm. so let's get into it. Let's talk about players. Um, you started with Bednar earlier. Let's go ahead and go that way. You're not worried. No, I'm not worried. I think I even texted you, like, come on, Bednar. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what's funny is, and I caught myself doing this, and this is why I say, let's go ahead with some overreaction type stuff, because I caught myself saying things like, like when Bednar gave up the home run, he hung a slider to Vladdy. Right. I don't care what day of the year it is, he going to smash that. By the mm -hmm. way, he had another home run today. Did he? I mean, he's just, yeah, he's... He's like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
he gave up that, and then he gave up another one that was just like a fastball that he. I think it was a. It was it a fastball, the second one, and it just wasn't in the right spot, right? And he kind of laughed yeah. about it, and it's like, yeah, this is spring training. It sucks to watch him laugh about it, but this is where you get this stuff. Like, yeah, my control is not there yet. Yeah, you know, I miss. I think that. Neil Walker even laughed for a second. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, this is a guy who gave up four home runs all of last year. He gave up two. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harleen Garcia, it looked to me like his outing was, uh, uh, it looked like he was rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I did. He gave up a home run too, didn't he? Yeah. And then I made a comment and it was the only hit he gave up, but, and then I made a comment that <laughs> said, uh, oh, you know, this is me just making the comment, right? Trying to be funny. Oh, Dwayne Underwood's in mid season form. <laughs> and, and it was like, you know what? That's not fair to Dwayne Underwood if I give a, another, like Bednar, a pass and then say, but Underwood has, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. Yes, he gave up four hits. He was most consistently out of sync. But at the same time, like, it's literally the first day of spring training. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing with the pitchers is you got Hedges back there, you know, Andy Rodriguez back there. That, it, they gotta they gotta call pitches and find out. Oh, okay. Well, it looked good in the bullpen, or you know, it looked good in our side sessions. But eh, maybe we can save that for a different time of an at bat, <laughs> or you know what I mean. Let's not use that in this situation. And the, and, and that's that'll come with time. Those yeah, those guys will figure that stuff out. So a couple of things. Any thoughts on Andy Rodriguez behind the plate? Not really. I, I was excited. I mean, wasn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was excited to see him back there, but I mean, he caught. He caught. Yeah, nothing stood out. Uh, I'm with you there. Um, His athletic how, ability stood out. Yeah, that's true. How in the world did Henry Davis get in and get hit by a pitch? <laughs> I I don't understand this. <laughs> Dude, he's on the plate. He's like, he's daring people to pitch him in. Uh, I don't get it. Anyway, um, uh, Rudy hit the grand slam. That was that was great. We made a comment before too about yeah, you're. You know, Lee Con Park, the ball flies in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's maybe part of that there. It looked like he got it, though. That um, was a good swing. I think the the line drive down the line that was a home run for Toronto, I think that one maybe was a little aided. Um, what, what the heck was that, guys? Addison Barger, the guy who looks like oh an absolute gosh. machine. Yeah. He crushed that ball off Bednar. Yeah. And that was yeah, the that fastball. Was, and he. That was no doubter. That dude's huge. Like, that's a home mm-hmm. run no matter what day of the year it is, no matter what stadium you're playing at. <laughs> um, obviously, Vladdy's was, too. Yeah. So, yeah, the ball flies out there, but I thought that those home runs, other than the one down the line that, that kind of sneaked over, the line drive that snuck over, that one kind of felt like maybe a little bit of a um, a cheapy, I guess you could call it. But other than that, I mean, Rudy's didn't go over by much, but I felt like he got it. So I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the wind was the wind was blowing straight out like it normally does. There. When he hit it, the whole game. The whole I mean, game. Yeah, that's what they say. Most of the time, it's blowing out. And maybe he just knows that too. I mean, I feel like you hit yeah. a ball there. If you lift it, you feel like you got a pretty good chance. Yeah, but either way, uh, it's still one pitch. It really doesn't mean anything. Um, but it's good to see that starts yeah. building confidence. What you need to see in spring training is momentum. You want to see guys get hot. You want to see those sort of things. You want to see them strike the ball well, whether they get on or not. I mean, we all remember Kevin Newman hitting 600. Yeah. 
And we all remember that he was doing it by not hitting the ball hard. And it just didn't translate to the regular season. Well, why is that? Well, partly because we saw a brand new batting stance from Kevin Newman in the spring. He hits 600. He gets into regular season and he goes away from the brand new batting stance. Like, <laughs> why did you change your batting stance again? You hit six. Right. And then it never worked. And you're like, what are you doing? Why would you abandon what was working? <coughs> so that's yeah. on him. We know mm -hmm. why Kevin Newman didn't continue that because he changed his batting stance. I'm just kidding. I mean, that has to be part of it, though. Sure. There's no yeah. doubt that has to be part of it. Right. New batting stance for Jack Swinski. Unfortunately, a little bit of the same results. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't really notice the his change in batting. Standing stance. a little more upright, a little more open, rather than the way he was. You know, what I mean, was last year. So you see things like that in the spring, and you just, you know, they are what they are. Um, I don't know. Was there anything else? I mean, Kutch got some at bats. Um, Santana. It's good to see those give, guys give, out there. Give Lyover Pergero a new number. Let him pick whatever he wants. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, I said <laughs> two I mean, for two. Struck the ball well. We talked about uh, Jack Swinski still wearing sixty-five too. Uh, how about Nick Gonzalez as a natural third baseman? There's an overreaction for you. Uh, first action and <laughs> turn two double plays. One of them fielding a ball, touching third, thrown across the diamond. Looked good. Um, mm -hmm. There was a play one made. Was a weird hop. Yeah, there was a play made by Castro where he backhanded down the line, and when he went that was a to nice play, when he went to pop up, it was a little um, he was a little off balance. Throw went wide, and ladies and gentlemen, that's what it looks like to have an actual first baseman at first base. <laughs> it was an out, mm -hmm. and yeah, you had to reach for it, but like it wasn't hard. Right. We didn't think about how those extra three inches play when you're stretching for a ball because Santana's right. only five yeah. eleven, so it's not like he's a big dude. Right. But you, when you can, you know, see some things like that handled by an actual first baseman, it's like, oh, that probably wasn't an out last year. Yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, just a few things. I, You know, I'm not going to get hung up on, for certainly not one game, but I wouldn't even get hung up on 10 games in spring. There's some things you watch for. I thought that there are signs that are like, hey, this is a good sign. The bad signs are a little bit harder to see. If you're swinging and missing all spring, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Um, if you're misplaying balls in the first week, I'm not worried about it. As the spring goes, I, I expect you to play those better. Like Andujar and Canaan uh, Smith and Jigba both came up and threw them way off target. Yeah. That's fine. Kyle Mitchell threw that ball to third. He shouldn't have. Shouldn't have thrown it to third. And that's that one, ball to second. Yep. And that's one of those things where it's like we have to see that change as you play more games. Like, hey, let's not be boneheaded. Um, there was a play that, you know, when Jihuan Bay hit it to second base and we stopped. Um, good base running right there. Um, who was it running to second there? Connor Joe. Connor Joe. He stops and he forces, because of Bay's speed, he had to throw the ball to first. And we mm -hmm. had a conversation, those of us who were watching here at the house. Do you throw that right there? Or do you just tag him? And I said, well, Bay's a lot faster. You don't want him on first. I want I will chase him down until I have to throw to first. Then see if I can get the double play on the other side, mm -hmm. which they didn't. But you know, the question came up was like, why, why would you want one out with a guy on second instead of one out with a guy on first? And the idea is, well, because it might still be one out with a guy on second if Bay just takes second. Right. Or if uh, you know, whatever. <coughs> Actually, no, there it was two outs. That was the other thing. I said, if there was nobody out, I, I maybe think about that. But with with it being one out already, 
I'll just get the out at first and make sure that the next guy can just be out. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Um, so anyway, just things like that. Like I thought that was a heads up move by both our base runner and their second baseman. Um, which goes to the Cal Mitchell thing. I don't know. You know what's really fun though? These are baseball things we're talking about. Yeah. Because there's games going on. I've honestly, I'm going to backtrack for just a wee little bit of a second here because you didn't really give me a chance to say anything. I probably just thrown the ball a second. <laughs> you would have? I, I wouldn't even have tried to tag him. I would have known that it was G. Juan Bay running the first. I don't have time to tag him because, I mean, most 90% of major league runners aren't going to stop or they're going to stop. Yeah. To make you make a decision. So just feel the ball, flip the second, get, you know, out of the inning. But you weren't. You were never going to get a double play on that ball. Not with Bay running. You were either going to get the out at second or the out at first. Unless he kept running and you could get a tag. Because it was a slow roller. If he throws that ball to second, there is no way you're getting Bay at first. Like, he yeah, he didn't even run towards Connor Joe. He reached. He didn't have time. Because then he looked and he's like, crap, I got to throw. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got three more inches. <laughs> he's got three more inches. I got to throw this. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I see your point, though. You still could just say, who cares if Bay's at first? There's two outs. Yeah. I, I'm not worried about if Even if he steals second, I'm not worried about it. There's two outs. I'll just get this guy, get the hitter, and live to see another day. But if he gets a base hit, he's moving first to third instead of scoring. Yeah. So it's a good point. You could just throw to second and get the one out. But I thought the only way you were getting two is if you threw to first first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he stopped. So I don't know. Still a good base run. I mean, it's yeah. still good. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and you know, just little things like that I thought are, uh, they're fun to watch. They're, we have the ability to start to pick apart plays like that. But dudes, spring training is spring training. Any of these guys that have a spot, um, they're going to be working on stuff. They're going to be pitching. We've talked about this a lot. They throw pitches that they struggle to throw in situations to try to get better at it. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to see mistakes. Yep. And that's a good thing. If they can refine that, then they can refine it. It really doesn't matter. When we start getting closer to the season, I expect to see them worry about getting people out. As far as pitchers. As yeah. far as hitters, man, you should be taking advantage of those mistakes that those pitchers are making, which, you know, which was what Castro did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The guy laid it in there and he said, nope, not here. First so, pitch. Yeah. Let's go after it. And so that I you know, you like to see that. Um uh point one for Castro. I thought he had a good day. Uh so far he's winning the second base battle by one. Fair enough? Fair enough. One to nothing. Let's see if we can keep score. We won't remember that, but let's see if we no. can keep score. Um the uh the last thing I want to say here before we close this out, um, and then I'll give you a kind of a shot to say your last thing. Um Uploaded those new uh, T-shirt designs this week, and um, the the service that we go through for print on demand has rejected all of the ones that had a player on them for player likeness. Um, I tried to dispute it. They came back and said, "I said, hey, I don't understand why I've seen these on your shops before that are even closer to the players than this. I didn't put the player names on there or anything. No pirates logos. No." I, you know, I didn't think there was any kind of copyright involved. And I said, what can I do? Like, can you tell me which part is wrong? And they just said, we don't give legal advice. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. So, there are still new designs up. Unfortunately, the ones, some of the ones that we were really excited about are rejected, and we're looking at what else we can do. But if you want to support us, there are still Bridge to Bucktober shirts out there, um, and you can you can certainly do that. So, go get your sweatshirt or, or T-shirt for opening day or whatever if you feel like. If you feel like helping out and showing other people, getting our other, getting our name visible or whatever. You got anything else? Uh, no, I, th- I think I'm pretty good. I'm just glad it's baseball's back. Yeah. I'm just ready to watch and, and see what happens. I stepped outside during our break, by the way, and it's a beautiful day out. It's 50 degrees. So I, I can retract my statement from earlier about that. There you go. All right. The Pirates play eight games in the next seven days. So there's plenty of baseball coming. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Until then, hope you have a great week, guys. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck. Cannonball coming, and let's go Bucks!